Hi, and welcome to the podcast from Knox Presbyterian Church in McDonald's Corners, Ontario. Knox is part of a three-church charge between Elfin, Snow Road, and McDonald's Corners. Each Sunday, there's a 9.30 a.m. service in Elfin or Snow Road, and then again at Knox in McDonald's Corners. If you are able to join us next week, we'd love to see you at one of our services. If not, we hope this reaches you wherever you are. This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. Welcome uh, Julia uh, Schindler on the program. She's uh, tapped in and we're glad to have her here. Maybe I'll quickly pa- uh, mute everybody and then unmute you, okay? Okay, okay. All right, everyone is muted. Philip, maybe I'll let you unmute yourself just so yeah, we don't double I, I, it. I there did. you go. I did. Thank you, folks, and uh, our prayers are with you during this time. I know that uh, some areas are getting rain and some aren't getting enough, and uh, that's always uh, a challenge. But we'll continue to pray for rain, that the Lord will supply that to all the area because it's uh, it's so badly needed and it's been very hot uh, for sure um I, I, the, since there are no announcements i'm going to um um go ahead with the service and welcome you all in toronto and windsor and uh and of course elfin and snow road and uh and uh, uh knox uh, McDonald's Corners. So we welcome you all. And uh, there's a few from Ottawa, and uh, we it's a pleasure to have each of you here. This morning, uh, we're going to begin um, our service uh, with the call to worship. And, uh, and it's there before you. I, I think, Joel, you are so creative. Uh, when you do these. Thank you so much for your work. Um, And so there it is. Let us together um, gather our thoughts around our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ and the God who loves us so much. Come all you who are thirsty. Come to the waters, you who have no money. Come, buy and eat. Seek the Lord Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. For you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth in song in front of you. All of us and all all the the trees trees of the field field will clap clap their their hands. hands. And will this be the, will be the Lord's everlasting time. Forever. It will last forever. Amen. Great passage. Our uh, gathering song will be Blessed Be the Name of the Lord. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, with streams of abundance flow. 
blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. When I found in that desert place, though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. Very blessed you pour out love, turn back to praise. And when the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will sing. Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be your name when the sun is shining down on me. When the world is all as it should be. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, the road marked with suffering, those pain in the offering. Blessed be your name. Every blessing pour out love, turn back to praise. pray. Gracious God, we come to you today and we are so grateful for the wonderful weather we've had. We continue to ask for more rain in some areas which have not received it and ask Lord that you'd heal our land. We ask now Lord as we have gathered as a people of God via this Zoom service that you will be with us, that you will strengthen us that you will uphold us with your righteous right hand and that you'll give us the strength to live for you. As we 
have gathered together, Lord, in this service, I pray that you would sovereignly attend it in every way, that uh, you would forgive our sins, that you cleanse us from all unrighteousness through Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Be assured of this, that when we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Blessed be his holy name. Uh, Joel is going to lead us in another course before we uh, share the children's story. And the children's story is not, if you've received the bulletin, who is your giant? That was my fault. I left it in. <laughs> but anyways, I'll be talking about more, more related to uh, our, our sermon title. Joel? So we're going to sing the song, How Great Is Our God Again. This was a new song from last week, but I trust it was in your head the whole week and you know it better than I do. God, 
Thank you, Joel. Uh, I'm going to share not a story, but an illustration, and you'll all be able to participate, the children, the adults, the teenagers, because I know that every one of you have a heart. Where is your heart? Well, it's kind of like down on your left-hand side, right over here. So that's what we want to talk about today from, a fr from the French context. Because you see, the word discouragement comes really from the, uh, the, the French root, car, C-O-U-R, only it's not spelled that way in French, but it's the same word, discouragement. And when we are feeling discouraged, there's an absence of courage. That's really what the word means in French. It also means the same thing in English. But we may be a little discouraged, we may be a a very discouraged, but the bottom line is discouragement causes us to have very little hope, very little hope. So let's put our, our hand over our left side where our heart is and think of this for the next couple of moments. Did you know that when we have heart, we have energy, not just the physical heart, but the heart within us. The kara, the courage. And courage comes from the Lord. Oh, yes, we might have our moments when we're very courageous. Uh, there have been moments when people have been saved by someone else uh, out of the water and uh, brought to shore. And the courage was amazing. I remember my son-in-law saying to me one time, he, uh, the, their boat had capsized. I think it was a... It was a canoe, and they were both holding on to the boat, but he, he could have enough energy to swim back. But the other person could, could swim very short distances, but not for long. And he didn't know what he was going to do. And he said, God, if you're out there, please help me. We are in bad, bad straits. And so they had been calling out for help, but they didn't think that it ever carry into the shore. And suddenly, a a high-powered boat came up and saw them and, and uh, rescued them. And I think to myself how good God is. No matter where we are in our lives, God is able to help us, to give us courage, to encourage us. And that's what His Spirit does. And today I want to encourage each of you to recognize that with His heart in us, we have courage unlimited. Praise his holy name. Well, I'm going to pray for, uh, for the children today and for our adults, because we certainly uh, need his prayers. And so let us pray together. Father, as we uh, think of all of our children, we ask you to keep them safe and, and be with them this summer. It's a great time of the year to enjoy. We ask, Lord, that you'd also when we're feeling discouraged, whether we're children, whether we're adults, whether we're teenagers, whether we're 
young adults or old adults, Lord, thank you that courage comes from you. The heart to carry on sometimes comes from you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, we're going to pray this prayer together just before we go to the word. And uh, let, us, uh, let us pray it together. Uh, it's written, um, I think, there it is. Um, and let's pray it together. Today, O oh God, we pray for those of your people who are discouraged. We pray that your spirit and your love would assist us to be open to our Savior's touch. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Uh, Dave uh, Barr is going to read the scriptures from uh, St. Luke chapter 7, verses 11 to uh, 17. Jesus raises a widow's son. Soon afterwards, Jesus went to a town called Nain, accompanied by his disciples and a large crowd. Just as he arrived at the gate of the town, a funeral procession was coming out. The dead man was the only son of a woman who was a widow, and a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart was filled with pity for her, and he said to her, Don't cry. Then he walked over and touched the coffin, and the men carrying it stopped. Jesus said, Young man, get up, I tell you. The dead man sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. They all were filled with fear and praised God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said. God has come to save his people. This news about Jesus went out through all the country and the surrounding territory. Thank you, David. <clears throat> uh, my message is a pretty in, uh, simple one. Rising above discouragement. I want to leave you with three thoughts. They're pretty simple thoughts. Number one, don't deny the reality of what you're going through. You know, there's a lot of people who do that. I've met them all my life who say to themselves, you know what? This isn't really happening. It's going to go away soon. Uh, and and, and uh, yet the reality is that they are facing terrible times. The second thing I want us to consider is consider God's alternatives. After all, he always has some. He is the God of alternatives. And thirdly, let Jesus touch you no matter what you're going through. Very simple message, really. But this morning, as we, um, we recognize it, this whole area of discouragement, we need to understand that uh, based on this story that David so well read, rising above discouragement, this lady would have been discouraged. It's a really a dramatic scene. I mean, think of it. There's a funeral procession. Jesus is moving along through the area. He's uh, resettled, you know. He's now living in Capernaum. He's uh, having uh, a great time in his ministry. A lot of things are happening. And, um, but this is, is the story of... Uh, a funeral procession, all of a sudden, it's stopped. A trip to the cemetery is actually interrupted. Now, of course, uh, nothing like today. If that happened today, there'd probably be a, a, a hearse, a black hearse, 
followed by at least one or two limos and then followed by that was cars with their lights on and uh, drivers who are part of the processional are wondering what's going on and want to stay in place. But this was not that sophisticated. It was really quite primitive, actually. No city traffic you contend with in this processional. Context really is uh, a village. And, and Jesus is coming into the village and this funeral procession is leaving. Jesus had just raised uh, a couple of people from, from uh, near death, uh, the centurion, the Roman centurion, Roman centurion's servant uh, was on the verge of death. And Jesus said, your servant's well again. And as it was, he was. He, he, he literally came from the brink of death. And uh, so here's this one, though. It's a widow. This woman would be absolutely devastated if this was her only son, and it suggests that it is. Uh, she would not have control over her own money. Uh, not like today. Uh, matter of fact, back then, only men knew, knew how to uh, work with money. <laughs> or so they thought. And uh, so here's this, this, here's this, this funeral procession, and she is devastated. You want to talk about discouraged? She would be discouraged. Widow, followed by mourners, followed by a, a wicker basket, which is what they carried them in, uh, with flowers on top, carried by pallbearers and professional mourners. And these people would have with them, if you can imagine this, symbols, flutes, whatever kind of instruments they could get. Only all they did was make noise, and, and there'd be a bunch of professional wailers who would come along behind. The village is named, and not far from the new home base that Jesus was now uh, hanging out with his disciples at. He was there for whatever reason. He wasn't in his hometown, which wasn't all that far away. Uh, but now he was in Capernaum. And the ancient Israelis who were poor at that time uh, usually buried their, their dead beyond the, beyond the city limits or town that they lived in. But it's a sad scene. And Jesus approaches the processional and he stops it. And Jesus had, as I said, just come from Capernaum and uh, he had compassion on this widow. And Jesus said to her, says to her, do not weep. Now, what a thing to say. It's easy to say. It's not so easy to, to put anything behind the, uh, the, motion, the emotion that's there. And then he goes to the front of the, of the processional and stops those that are the pallbearers. And he says to the boy, who's, who's obviously dead, young man, arise. The people of this story, in this story had all heard of when Elisha and Elijah had restored sons to their mothers. But now this was Jesus. Now the son wakes up and begins to most probably ask some pretty interesting questions. Like, what am I doing here? But talk about uh, overcoming life's defeat. What did Jesus do he does today? 
He helps us rise above discouragement, and that's going to be our focus. Three things, as I shared before, I want to leave you with three thoughts. First of all, we need to understand that we cannot deny the reality of what we're going through, the troubles that we're going through, the trials that we go through, the pain that we are going through. William Barclay used to say, we live in a world of broken hearts and broken dreams. And for many people, that's exactly what they're going through. We all know of the broken hearts, the fractured relationships, whether that be between parents and children or, or between parents. We look at friends, we look at neighbors, we look at acquaintances, and we see their pain, what they're going through. And Jesus never once used a cliche or suggested that the dead son wasn't really dead. Or when he healed the blind man, said to the blind man, you're not really blind. I'm reminded of the story of a little boy who, who lived with his parents in Indiana. And uh, they lived in Tornado Alley. He was so afraid of storms. Every time one was reported, he'd hear it and he would just lose it. So one day, just as the storm had been announced, dad took his young son to the window of their safe home. And as the storm threatened, he looked at his son. He said, look at there, son. See all the safe homes are there? They're all around us. We will be safe and we will be dry. Two days after this dad said that to his son, a tornado touched down barely a block away and destroyed eight or nine homes. These solid homes weren't so solid when nature lost it. And I think today, as we look at life, we need to understand that pain is real. The storms you and I face are real. Look out there and see all around you people who don't feel safe, who feel abused. Well, I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ, our Lord, is here for us. He is our peace. Matter of fact, disappointment is real, evil is real, death is real, spiritual storms are real. Jesus never said to his disciples when they're in the boat, there is no storm, it's all in your mind. But he spoke to the storm and he will speak to your storm. And he said, peace, be still. And so must we. Maybe you're out of a job. I've been there, I've done that. Are your financial resources dwindling? Are you facing health concerns that you've lost control over? Problems with children? Maybe your marriage isn't right. Jesus in his ministry never denied the reality of what those folks were going through. Don't deny them. They are real. Share them with Jesus Christ, your Lord. Secondly, consider some alternatives. Over the years, I've counseled a good many people. And one particular lady, uh, would not face her realities. She was really close-minded. I suggested that she file for divorce or at least a legal separation for a time. She said, well, we've got one child who, who we need to consider. And, he's, and, and so I said to the lady, yeah, but your child is, is starting university this fall. Well, she had a reason why it couldn't happen for everything I suggested. Each suggested alternative. She said, it can't be done. I can't do that. 
Well, Jesus said to a sick man, pick up your bed and walk. Or to the blind, do you want to see? Why would Jesus ask that question? Of course that man wanted to see. I think it was rather redundant, but that's my opinion. But Jesus said, if you have faith, you will see. And he healed that blind man who could now see for the first time. You know, Jesus may, said to us, if you have faith, you'll be able to say to the mountain that is in front of you, whatever your challenges, get lost, and it will be done. To rise above discouragement, let, let's go to the past and let go of it. The dead ends, the corners you have painted yourself into, and maybe you've done the same with Christ's solution alternative avenues that he wants to show you and I are all around us. His solutions are perfect. Three, last but not least, let Jesus touch you with some alternatives. One of the surest ways to discouragement to assume that all reality begins and ends with you. A lady I once knew believed that if she hadn't thought of it, it wasn't true. If she hadn't experienced it, it hadn't happened. Whenever people become discouraged, discouraged, they allow their own worlds and their self-understanding to seemingly collapse around them. Oliver Cromwell said something funny years ago, but it bears today. By the mercies of Christ, think it possible, yet you might even be mistaken. <laughs> That's how he ends his, his letter. Learn that God is for us, not against us. We are sometimes against ourselves. We're so rigid. We're arrogant sometimes. I've been there. Stubborn, absolutely. But let's face it. Many of us are slow learners. We take life. We fail to take life in stride. I think of Isaiah. Chapter 55, and we kind of read it at the opening. Seek the Lord while he may be found. This is the other parts of verses that aren't there. Call on him. Because God says to his people today, my thoughts are beyond your thoughts. My ways are way ahead of your ways. <laughs> when I read that every time, I think, oh, Lord, may I be quick to listen. My ways are even close, uh, aren't even close to yours. My ways are higher. My thoughts are higher. Let's leave with this. That day in this story that we read, divine power spoke to a dead young man 2,000 years ago in Nain. A rare event took place. An answer to a mother's prayer because, let's face it, she didn't know what she was going to be able to do. We may not rise from the dead during a funeral procession, but in the meantime, the power of the living Christ will raise us up from our discouragement, our despair, our fear, even death itself. As Jesus said to the young man, so he says to you and to me, in your discouragement, in our day, young man, young woman, old man, Old woman, I say to you, rise up. Don't deny the reality you're in. Your storm is real, but here are some alternatives that come to you from the Lord. 
be quiet, be patient, arise and walk. And you will, by God's grace. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, as we close our service, we ask, Lord, that your blessing would rest upon us. We have so much to be thankful for. But Lord, we all face discouragement. And it takes the salt out of us. It takes our energy. Our whole thought process is focused around the problem or maybe even the problems. Our pain that's beyond us is still there. But we ask today, Lord, that you will give us solutions, alternative responses, or you may even want to heal us. Lord, may we be open to all the avenues that you have for us. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. We think of those who need our prayers, Lord. There's, there's so many. We want to uh, pray for rain for our region and ask, Lord, because there's so many farms. We ask, Lord, that you would meet the need. We want to remember uh, Stan and Lorna, who've had 60 wonderful years as husband and wife. God bless them. We think of those who need our prayers. We think of those who, who we've been praying for, who need our prayers, but we especially want to remember Hazel Cameron and give you thanks, Lord, for the way in which she is coming along so well after a heart attack. We pray for Peter Garrett, Harvey Jackson, Joe Lyons, Sylvia Lynch. We thank you for the progress she is making. Carl Morrison, Rob Patterson, Matthew Rue, Bob Scott, Earl Sargent, who went for surgery, Lord, today or this week. And uh, Lord, it didn't turn out as he thought. But Lord, I pray that you will bring about a solution. You'll bring about healing if, because, Lord, you're willing. I pray that you touch him and encourage him today. We think of others, Lord, in our, in our um, retirement homes, Judith and Isabel, Fran and Norma. Audrey and Eleanor, Donna and Lori, and for the others as well, Lord, be with them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we uh, close our service, we want to remember um, that God is able. And as we conclude, I encourage each one of you, don't deny what you're going through. Recognize that God has alternatives and let Jesus touch you with his solutions. Amen. Well, we're going to uh, close. And, um, and uh, Joel is going to lead us in a song that we all know, How Great Thou Art, and he is a great God. And so I'm going to let him take over. Thank you, Philip. God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hand hath made, I see the stars and I hear the rolling thunder.
thy power throughout the universe displaced. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. And how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art, and when I think, and through the woods and forest glades I wander, I hear the birds sing sweetly in the trees. When I look down, from lofty mountain grandeur and hear the brook and feel the gentle breeze then sings my soul my savior god to thee how great thou art how great thou art then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. And when I think that God, his Son, not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. That on that cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Thank you, Joel, for leading us, and thank you, Lane, for sending out such a, a positive bulletin. You do that each week and uh, always love your, uh, your uh, greetings off the start. And each one of you, we thank you for coming. Um, and now I'm gonna close the service and then we'll give you opportunity to uh, interact. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. Amen. Our service is done. And uh, you can now uh, uh, talk with each other if you'd like. Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services. First at 930 in either Elfin 
or snow road. We alternate week of week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elfin. And then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to see, hear from you soon, and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are.